I'm filming this episode today from a place of genuine reflection and introspection and just thinking about how much my life has changed in the last two years and what I was going through at like at this time today, two years ago. So again, as I like to do, I'm going to tell you guys a story about my experience in 2020 when I went through by far one of the most crazy, bizarre things ever, honestly. And this is going to be something that is going to have a lot of themes regarding psychedelic drugs, prescription medication, mental health, anxiety, depression, and things like that. So I want to be responsible in the way that I share this information. And it's not to glorify psychedelic use or anything like that. This is just my story and my experience and a genuine again, reflection of my experimentation with psychedelics and I was at a different level of awareness that I am now. And so my lack of maturity at that time and what I was going through and what I learned from it, I honestly just hope that as a listener, you can listen to this with an open mind and an open heart and you can take something from this story and from my experience. So Without further ado, let's begin. So I know for a fact that 2020 was a bizarre year for everyone. It started off like any other year. And what's so crazy is the night of New Year's Eve um, in 2020. This is so funny. This just popped in my head. But the night of New Year's Eve in 2019, I was going to a party and I like was like debating on if I should go or not. I wasn't sure if I actually wanted to. And I started getting ready. And I'm not joking. My contacts were on fire. They were on fire to the point where like I literally almost didn't even go out. I forced myself to put these contacts in even though I shouldn't have because I didn't even have fun. Um, But it just like wasn't worth it, honestly. And um. I was like, oh, making jokes about 2020 vision and like this is like obviously how the year is going to go. Little did I know that that is <laughs> what was going to transpire. So let me just get into it. Like I said, 2020 was a really bizarre year. And I would say around March is when things started to get kind of eerie, of course. And at that time, I was still in college. I was in my last semester. And I was about to go on spring break and I was just, there was a lot of like talk and, you know, murmurs regarding COVID. I didn't really care at the time. I was like, whatever, this is not my problem. Like I'm trying to figure out how I'm about to pass this class. And honestly, I don't even know if I would have graduated on time if COVID had, I feel like a lot of things probably wouldn't have happened if I, if COVID wouldn't have happened. Um, including my real estate license, but yeah, I was just on a completely different track, a completely different path before COVID. And long story short, I like one day I was in school and then going on spring break. And then I just was like, oh, we are never going back to in-person classes. Everything's online until you graduate. And oh yeah, there is a huge pandemic spreading across the nation. So it was really weird. I was not in, like at first it was like, ha ha, funny. And then of course, as time went on, 
I started like scratching my neck being like, okay, what is happening? And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Like I know I'm definitely not alone in that experience. Um, But of course, with that being said, like I lived alone too. So I was living in my apartment in Minneapolis by myself and I was quarantining um, by myself. And so I had a lot of time to like think and just, I, first of all, I love that experience. I will definitely talk about that if more people want to learn and, and kind of hear stories about living alone and like what I took from that. But I was thriving. Like that was my shit at that time. Like I loved living alone. I loved just being at home and like, you know, watching videos and watching my shows and doing whatever anything. And I started really questioning as everyone else I feel like did, like the state of the world and like world affairs and genuinely what was happening and how it was started happening and like my spirituality started to kind of shift. And I started to question things that I had never questioned before and just kind of having like that existential dread and that existential like feeling, especially because I was I graduated college. Like, let's just fast forward to that. Like, I graduated and I was like, okay, well, I don't want to go to grad school to be a therapist right now. I'm sick of school. So I was like, I'm just going to get my real estate license. And honestly, like, that got me through the summer of 2020 was focusing on my real estate license. And in my free time, I was just on the internet, like, researching different spiritual things and different like I guess concepts that were just interesting to me and so I was like an open vault I guess like I used to be like a pretty faithful Christian and then in 2020 that ultimately shifted to me being like a super new age spirituality, spiritualist, I should say. And I stopped following Christianity. I actually went, (laughs) like, as a lot of people say, like down the spiral of like, just believing God is a black woman, which I am not saying I don't (laughs) like that idea. But that's where those are my beliefs is that God was a black woman, that humanity started in Africa and that our history had been stolen. And I believed in like Egypt and the pyramids and the ancient kings and queens. And I was all into that at the root of like my belief system. And that really came into effect actually after the killing of George Floyd, because when that happened, I honestly, like, I feel like that set me into, like, the most, like, I just was like, what is happening? And at that time, I should just let you guys know, like, at that time, I had been prescribed 40 milligrams of Adderall. And if you've never taken Adderall, and I know my, like, roommates and people who've, like, maybe probably from my college are going to be like, but... Yeah, I was, that was, like, my thing was Adderall. Like, I, why? Because it made me feel awake. It made me feel alert. All that. I could study, like, all of that. And I did, I did the straight and narrow. I got prescribed. I wasn't a slime ball about it. But 
the care that I was given wasn't proper treatment. Like I was not treated well and and not in a sense of like meanness, but I mean like my care just wasn't thought out. And so I was taking 40 milligrams of Adderall extended release every single day for about four or five months. It started off at like five and it eventually, because I was like the best way to explain it is I was just like really irritable, agitated and like just short and just not myself. And my mom can vouch for that. Like I was not myself. I was cranky. Um, I was mean. I just was super short. And so that night, one of the nights when Minneapolis was in flames and it was super chaotic, I was still like reading the Bible and something just told me to go and read the book of Revelations. And if you've never read the book of Revelations, it's really an interesting read. (laughs) And I literally went through the entire book of Revelations and I highlighted, I was just highlighting different verses and chapters. And like, I was so, I spent the entire night up on Adderall studying this. And when I, my conclusion was that this was the end of the world. Like I was so engulfed in this kind of reality, I guess, of it being like the end of the world. Like we're in the book of Revelations and there's, I'm not the only person who fell into that trap in 2020, I feel like. And I, I think that there was a lot of information on the internet that was aligning with that. And so I became what a lot of people would just call a conspiracy theorist simply like I just for the sake of time and for the sake of explaining like I became what a lot of people view as a conspiracy theorist and I was okay with that but honestly I was extremely immature and just not and so easily persuaded at that time that and I was such like an open book that I was just letting so much information get filtered into me and when I say information I don't just mean like the new age spirituality I mean like the the scary stuff the child you know trafficking and stuff like that like that CIA and government shit was like mixed in with George Floyd passing and what I was reading in the bible and it was like just this literally my brother explained it the best. Like it was just like a cocktail of things that led to what I'm about to share. And so all of this was happening from about May of 2020 to September, October, November. So I'm on this going down the spiritual path. I'm taking Adderall every single day and I wasn't doing too hot. Like I was under a lot of stressors like I said I was living alone meaning I was responsible for my rent I was responsible for my bills um, and I was having a hard time maintaining that because I had lost my receptionist job due to the pandemic and you know I, I wasn't working until about September which is when I started an internship at a I don't even know what I would call it but it was kind of like a mental health practitioner job role which was like an internship that was super intensive and we were responsible we the training was like two months and it was a group of us that were chosen to do it and it was going into different 
um, crisis centers and homes with people who had severe and persistent mental health issues. And I'm someone who has dealt with anxiety and depression for a really long time. Um, I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression when I was 19 years old, and I honestly had been experiencing it for probably 10 years prior to that. Maybe not 10, but definitely like eight to nine to eight years before that, I had had been depressed and I didn't know it. And um, so that was extremely, extremely, extremely triggering for me. I also have other experiences in my childhood that, you know, I just, the job was not for me. And I, in my soul and in my intuition and my gut, I knew that real estate was more what I was being guided towards versus working in mental health because I feel like I'm just not ready to take on that role of taking on other people's mental health in a professional setting. And I don't even know if that's the capacity in which I'm meant to even like reach people is through that. So I just wasn't sure. And because I, my bills needed to be paid and I wanted to keep my independence and not have to move back home with my mom, because that was my only other option at that time was either move back home with my mom or get a roommate. And I didn't want to do either. So I forced myself into, I'm going to work this job, this 90, this nine to five, 40 hour a week job that consisted of overnights and all kinds of things. And then I'll do real estate and get my real estate license and study. And that led to extreme burnout. And I started to feel like absolute shit. I, my anxiety probably had been on like level 10 since the George, since COVID had started really. And it just continued to escalate and the Adderall and the drugs and the job that I had at the time was not helping. And so I started to go looking for other answers. And I think there's a sense of like, there was definitely the sense of I was willing to do anything to get rid of my anxiety and get rid of like my depression. I was at that point in 2020, I was like, I will do anything. And I had been... And this is how you know that I had really changed at that time because I had never thought about experimenting with psychedelics before in my life. Um, I didn't think that I ever needed to. Like, I just never felt like I had any interest in it. But because my anxiety was so bad in 2020, I was like, fuck it. I, and that's my disclaimer right there is if you ever are offered to take a psychedelic drug and your first thought is like, fuck it, do not do that. And my second PSA would be, if you're gonna do that, do not do that alone. And those were the two mistakes I made and I paid for it for sure. Because what took place um, starting from the first time I decided I was gonna try experimenting with mushrooms was in November. And I think that was the only time where nothing really happened. Like the only thing that did happen was I felt like shit. Like I felt like my stomach hurt, but I did that alone and nothing happened. I didn't listen to any music. I didn't, I did it the, I respected the drug. I respected the process. And so nothing really happened. 
Um, and I still felt anxious. I still felt the way I felt. So I was like, well, you know what, I'm gonna try this again. And I'm gonna take, you know, bigger doses. I was like, I'm just gonna microdose, but I'll take bigger doses. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have a scale. I literally had no idea. I would make a smoothie, put it in there and like hope that it would do something. Um, and one of the, the final time that I took the mushroom, I remember, I'll never forget this. I, at that time I was not working because the job that I had had been triggering me so much that I was like throwing up before work and just crying and just not feeling good. And I told my supervisor, I was like, you know what? I need two days off or not, sorry, not two days. I need two weeks off. I was like, I need this break. This was like right around Christmas, right around December. Um, I was like, I need two days off and I, or two weeks. I don't know why I keep saying that, but I remember I was in my apartment and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get my nails done. I got my nails done red. Um, and then I'm going to come back home and I'm going to take the rest of these shrooms and just say, fuck it and hope for the best. Um, and from that point on, things got super wild. I wanted to say that at this point, it was really hard to determine where the drugs started and where, what I had been learning about like new age spirituality began. Um, and then also like, like, so it was really hard to say that everything that I was talking about and feeling at the time made sense to me and no one else. Um, but I, like I said, it was such a cocktail of all of these different factors that created this shitstorm. And Honestly, I have never, ever been outside of myself the way I was during this time period. I would say, honestly, it was like a 24-hour time period where I was, I just felt this sense of freedom and lack of inhibition that I had never, ever, ever experienced before in my life. And I had my phone, I had access to my phone, I had access to music, I had access to memes and tweets and pictures and videos and YouTube, like, and tarot readings, like internet tarot readings, which are so dangerous, by the way, because it's like thousands of people watching these videos thinking that they can relate. Um, And so I had all of these things infiltrating my mind while I was um, under the influence of the psychedelic as well as I had my, I had Adderall in my system. So it was a lot of things mixed in. I just want to reiterate that. Um, and honestly, I was the thing I think that makes my experience different than a lot of other people who have experienced a bad trip, because that's all it, at the end of the day it is, and it was, is that one, I was completely by myself, and two, it was public. I shared it. I was posting and tweeting and texting and talking to people while this was happening. Um, And I think that is the part of it that is still really hard for me to like digest and acknowledge. And I, 
I do, I have felt a lot of shame these last few years. Like every time around this, this time around every year, I start to feel this like looming, like anxious feeling. And I feel like it's so important for me to just address it. So I no longer feel associated with it and tied to it. And like feeling like that is just the end of my story. Because at some at certain points, because and, and the bottom line is, is that what I was tweeting and posting was nonsense to even me. And it's about what took place after. And that's what I'm going to get to. But I think it's important to walk you through to the best of my ability, walk you through what I experienced while I was still high on these drugs. Um, and so I was extremely delusional. I was extremely paranoid and I think it was the delusions that led to a lot of destruction in my life um, and then also no one knowing that that is what had happened, that I had taken mushrooms and I was not able to communicate that with anyone. Um, and with that being said, I think there's something to be said about, and I, <laughs> this is so silly, but if you've never heard the song Cleaning Out My Closet by Eminem, that's the song you should listen to to explain the like ego death and the ultimate feeling of like release. I was I was calling out my high school choir teacher who was racist towards me. I was calling out the people in my life who had made me want to die. Like I was I was so fed up and some of it was not well-intended towards like people in my life who actually have always loved me like some things were misdirected towards like my family for example and I didn't mean it and I had to really like metaphorically get on my knees and like really apologize to them um because it was so just I saw red I saw red and um I have there's people in my life who have died by suicide and I truly feel like there was there were certain aspects of that that I truly f- saw in myself at that time especially and there were the unhealed areas of me that I had not healed and so I was very very angry I was angry I was like I was vengeful I just saw red I just I needed to heal that and I needed to get those things out of me like I was like just a ticking time bomb and a teapot steaming up way too hot and so the best way for me to do that was to blast on the internet was to share my thoughts and at the time like I said I did not give a fuck who saw that I didn't care it wasn't about that. It was about the release. And I don't regret the release, but I think it's always because I know how much better I felt at the end of the day after this all took place because this was over. Honestly, I didn't this entire time period from like December to about mid January was how long I was dealing with this because in a sense, I was stuck in this trip. In a sense, I was, it was drug-induced, but it was psychosis in a sense. But like I said, it was hard to decipher where, like, mental illness, I guess you could say, began and where um, 
the spiritual the spiritual things I had been learning ended and in that sort of thing it was really hard so I was extremely um I guess hypnotized or just I'm trying to think of the right word but it was like I was spiritually vulnerable and I had just I feel like I let myself be open to anything and everything and that was really 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 harmful especially mixed with the psychedelics the turning point in all of this because I don't think it's important that I share every single detail of like my delusions at that time and like my I guess if you want to know more about like my thoughts on God being a black woman or like that sort of thing like I haven't there's certain chapters and certain topics and certain things in my life that like I've just closed for now like there's certain aspects of me that I'm focused on building my business from an authentic and genuine and sturdy solid place and my family and my you know growing my family and being with my boyfriend and like working and just being a positive member of society (laughs) um that I don't really have the energy nor the desire to focus on and learn like anti-Christianity things or just anything like I'm just really in a place where I'm just trying to live as like at eye level as possible and of course me being me like I'm always gonna want to learn more and read more but it's more so about like building a business and building a brand and sharing your story and making a podcast and being able to talk about create a platform where I can just talk about these things um in hindsight and in retrospect you know, so this is another example of where my attention is focused as opposed to like being a spiritualist and like a tarot reader and a psychic and whatever, like the fuck, like that was kind of my thing. And honestly, I, cause like speaking of psychics, like I was so open to going to see a psychic and having that guidance too. So it's like, I just had all these different things in my psyche at the time. And the turning point was when I recognized that the fun was over and that I had damaged multiple areas of my life. And there's something extremely humbling and grounding about that and I had realized that I have been in this fantasy world for so long that I like got shocked out of it it's like a balloon that just kept floating up 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 and then someone just popped it and like burst and I just burst and honestly it's an experience that I feel like was so unique to me because a lot of people have taken psychedelic drugs whether you know that or not like a lot of people have taken it and have tried it but not a lot of people can say that they have had a psychedelic trip that was public that was publicized that anyone who went on your profile and went on your information could see and there was something extremely embarrassing like there I think I had to deal with some of the worst human 
emotions of shame and embarrassment and regret and just I had to really I hit rock bottom like come January of 2021 that was the lowest depression of my life and I was living with my mom at the time and I and I had realized that I was trying to do everything on my own I was trying to financially support myself I was trying to spiritually support myself and make me my own god and and depending on people who at the end of the day weren't dependable versus the people who ended up being there for me were were my brothers and was my sister and was my mom and my dad um and I had turned against them for whatever reason but even there was even healing in that because my level of transparency and just vocalism was something that my family had never seen from me and that opened up so much dialogue that I had with each individual person that I've never had before and I feel like there were certain things of me that they got to see and that I got to exp- uh, explain to them that healed our relationships as sibling and made us a f- as a family a lot closer than we'd ever been before and um yeah there was a whole aspect of just like healing that generational trauma and vocalizing it and putting a name to it and just speaking about it that I think honestly I feel like Kim Kardashian and this is so random but Kim Kardashian in one of her interviews said that she's so happy that her kids have the version of her now than the version that she was before she experienced her robbery in Paris if you don't know about that that's like Kim's story and her whole thing I think she said that Um, in an interview and she said that she is so happy that they have who she is right now as a mom than who she would have been and that is 1000% how I feel I feel like I cleaned out my closet I feel like I communicated and expressed things that I never thought I would ever be able to communicate and express and I pulled myself from out of the worst rock bottom, the only, the first rock bottom, that's probably my first rock bottom I've ever had. Um, And I think there's something to really be said about the power in experiencing rock bottom. And the only person I, this is like probably the one part where I could cry, but I'm not going to because I've gone over the this so much in my head, but the one person who, saw me at that blank because the only way I can is the only way I can explain it is that I felt empty I felt like I had been led astray by the spiritual leaders and the people who I'd been following I'd been led off this cliff and I was like well the Christian Christianity is not gonna take me back after all of that and I was like in this new stuff I've been learning like look where it got me and so I was just in the space of bleakness where I just felt like I have no purpose. I had felt like I had no hope. I felt like I had no guiding light. And I I just was there. Like I just I felt so flat and I was just there and this is honestly where 
I can be so transparent in saying like my mom helped me through that 100%, but also getting medic on medication helped me with that. Like getting on effects are like, and, and I'm not a doctor by any means, but like sometimes in life, Things will happen to you that you cannot recuperate on your own. That you can, yes, you can struggle, but like be kinder to yourself in the sense of if you need help with something that you feel like you can't change or something that you feel like you can't fix, medic, and I'm talking about mental, emotional feelings and things like that, medication is there for you. Medication is accessible and available to you and that's so important for me to say that because I honestly feel like the medication I was prescribed and the new doctor that I had had at that time that you know really said like look like this is not going to solve all your problems but this is going to help you and let and me letting my guard down and trusting that you know that was going to help me put one foot in front of the other and it did all the way up until like this point in my life and two years later, I wouldn't have like believed him like if I had not taken that and if I had not taken that chance on myself and been kinder to myself. And so with that, it's like a lot of people will be like, oh, I was depressed and then I started like working out or I was depressed and then I started taking up a new hobby and it's like, yeah, but you can still like that's not getting to the root of it and honestly what gets to the root of it if you want me to be the realty is medication along with therapy um and then also working out and also eating healthy and also going for walks and all of those things that's 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 foundational but it's still secondary if that makes sense like you still can be doing all those things and not be happy and so um I'm not saying that I just feel like there's not enough conversation around people who if you feel hopeless and you feel like depressed and you feel like you can't get out of bed and you can't live another day medication is the way (laughs) And I'm, that's coming from me. That's coming from me, a black woman in America, happily saying that medication helped me get out of the worst depression I'd ever been in. Ever. Ever. And I've had, you know, I've been in tough places, but that was like that feeling of just no hope. Um, and so I think the message here is that one, you can come back from anything. I don't care how embarrassing it was for you. I don't care if you have shame and people are saying this and that about you. You can still be loved you can still find a partner who will love you despite anything and despite all of those things and will listen to your story and will hear what you've been through and will still love you. So there's that. And number two, 
Um, have the conversations that you're afraid to have. Talk to the people that you're afraid to talk to. Say the things that you're afraid to say. Like, it's one thing to commit a crime, a physical crime or something to someone, but like it's another thing to express how you feel and get it off your chest. And I feel like that's something that if more people started having real conversations about how they felt, it wouldn't get to the point where people are turning to psycho psychedelics just to feel better, just to feel something. And honestly, like the another thing is the fact that no matter what, the people that love you will love you regardless, will love you even when you don't love yourself and they will love you when and worry about you and care about you during your hardest times and that's the people that you know are your true friends and your true family and the people who are truly your writers. Like my family got me out of some mess. (laughs) They helped me out of with so much grace and kindness and I honestly am like cannot thank my family enough for how much they did for me during that time and not only that um I have so much more empathy for people who are experiencing psychosis and schizophrenia and mental illness and mental um diseases because that was a very real thing for me like I was not in my right mind and it is something that changed my perspective on you know being around people who are dealing with that and like not and realizing that you just can't help it and that it just made me so much so much of a more empathetic person where again I wanted to, I want to be a therapist one day and I feel like now I'm going to be meeting people from a place of understanding and empathy. And so my last point is just to say that there's a lesson in everything. Like here I am two years later, like I want to say the anniversary of this all happening and my life has changed completely, exponentially. I'll never forget, um, this was kind of in between, um, I just started taking like medication and I was living at my mom's house in my high school bedroom and I got up and I grabbed a sticky note pad and I grabbed a Sharpie marker and I started writing out my goals and posting them to my door and they're still there to this day. This is, this was a year ago now, almost two. Um, and there's, some of them are still there and like one of them Ben even picked off for me. And so it's the it's the things like that of just getting the help you need, asking for the help you need, letting people help you, and humbling yourself to when you've made mistakes and when you've been wrong. And honestly, I think there's so much more that I probably could say, but there's like... I'm still healing through this and I'm still reading about it and meditating on it. And there's some days where it's like bad and I'm embarrassed and I have like dreams and nightmares about, you know, waking up and having messages. Like there is nothing more devastating than 
there, there was nothing more devastated than me having to go through all of my social media and clear it of all of that shit. And like in my me mind, in my Rochelle mind, in my, you know, worried, anxious, caring what people think mind, like that was such a different reality. It was literally like the twilight zone. And so I think this is a story time, but also a lessons learned type of episode. And I hope that as a listener, you got something from this, if not just entertainment or the tea on me. But yeah, this this was something that is definitely going in my tell-all, definitely going, you know, it's going to stick with me forever and something I'm going to tell my kids for sure. Um, but yeah, don't be hard on yourself. Don't be down on yourself. Um, embarrassment is just, that's it. And a man-made concept and you will make it through anything so I hope you enjoyed this episode I plan to upload a new podcast episode every Wednesday night and thank you guys so much for listening I am feeling so good about this podcast and please continue to reach out and give me your feedback tell me what you like what you don't like and I will talk to you guys soon